When it comes to a data breach, what's the real cost to you and your organization? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. As the world becomes more hyper-connected, companies and individuals share more and more data. The financial incentives for malicious actors continues to increase. But when you're thinking about securing your data assets and website, how do you really know the value of what you're protecting? I'm here today talking with Akamai's Terrence O'Connor. He's an enterprise security architect, and he runs the organization's threat advisory services. Terrence, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, devil's advocate, why is it important that we determine this cost of a breach? That's a very good question. So, a business has assets. Those assets need to be protected. All businesses have assets. You know, if you're a bank, you have a vault, you protect your money. If you are a store, the same thing. You're trying to protect your goods from being stolen by by people. In IT, we have both tangible and intangible assets, and we don't want them to get lost, stolen. We don't want to have to write anything off or reduce the value of those assets due to a breach. What do we need to do in terms of a business to help them understand this cost? When we talk to a business, it's always in terms of dollars. Time costs money. Assets cost money. Everything costs money to acquire for a business. So we need to understand in dollars what are our assets and then what is the impact if we lose those assets. So, Terrence, help me out here. What are the key factors that go into this calculation that you're discussing? Sure. The, the calculation is extremely simple. So we just talked about assets, and we talked about each asset has a value. And again, those assets could range from a physical device to a single piece of information. Each one of those has a cost associated with it. That cost could have been to acquire it. It could have been to store it. It could have been to develop that content. All of those things have a cost. So what we do is we take the number of those assets, and we kind of bucket them into groups of cost to acquire. A piece of personal information a single user record or a single uh, PII record, we actually have a good estimate of what that costs if we lose it. So what we do is we take the total number of those and we do a very simple calculation. What did it cost us to acquire and what is it going to cost us if we lose it? And we just multiply those together and we get a result. The Ponymon Institute does a, I believe it's a yearly survey, and they ask companies that either have had breaches or what their estimate of a breach cost happens to be. And the last one that I saw, I think it was from 2013, was roughly $135 averaged across the globe and about $199 per record in the United States. And the reason for the discrepancy is that in the United States, we're a little bit more litigious than the rest of the world, so the cost goes down as we distribute that across global presence. So, Terrence, to dive into the value of the assets a little bit deeper, how do you assess the specific value of those assets? It seems that many of those are really intangible. This is probably the hardest thing for us to do. With a piece of personal information, we have a pretty good estimate. You can also look at the rules, regulations, the laws in your particular jurisdiction because there's penalties if you lose certain records. We've seen over this year in particular, healthcare companies are getting fined and getting you know litigated against and they're losing money that way based on the number of records that have been disclosed. What we need to do here is we need to understand 
what does it take us to acquire and what happens if we actually lose it? So a good example is if you're a media company, how much time did it take you to develop a piece of media content? This is timely for this, this particular interview. We, we've seen this. We've seen people using very high-value assets, disclosing those to the Internet. We've also seen companies losing multiple records, so people's personal information being disclosed, health records being disclosed. We've actually got disclosed information about the cost of these things. You get some sense of the value of these records by uh, what you're seeing these other companies incurring from a cost perspective. So, again, a simple calculation for your organization, because I don't want to leave you with having to figure all this out, is how much did it cost us to acquire how much do we expect that asset to bring in from a revenue perspective or alternatively being information or marketing information? How much do we expect to gain from that inf- information from a dollar's perspective? Um, if we lose the information, what is the impact to our business per asset? Um, get an estimate for that. Your organization might already have an estimate. I've actually worked with organizations that have done a cost projection on what it would cost them if they lose a single record to do mitigation, to account for litigation costs, and to um, estimate what it would cost to get protection services for identity and fraud, et cetera. So if you have a number for that asset, um, and it could be projected, it could be a, a real tangible number that you've come up with. If we lost a laptop or we lost 30,000 records, what, what is each one of those little things going to cost us? So, Terrence, I understand the cost of downtime and lost business, but how do we account for reputational damage in the event of a breach? And this is the question that people have been asking increasingly. Yeah, and this is probably the hardest thing for us to determine. We've had very, very high-profile breaches. So does that breach mean that somebody's going to stop shopping at your store? Does it mean that they're going to stop using your products? Does it mean they're going to have less trust in you as an organization to store their data securely? The answer to all of those is probably yes, but what's the impact? How much of that is going to happen? We don't have good estimation models for that. The people that have the best estimate of this are generally the marketing department. The marketing department understands how much did it cost my organization to build my brand? How much did it cost them to market my brand? How much did this cost me throughout the year? And then if something bad happens, so if, if, Maybe one of our executives says something bad or something's disclosed bad about our organization. What is that impact? Generally speaking, this is usually larger organizations. They have someone that has this calculation. If we do something bad, how much will it cost us to do the PR to mitigate that impact? It's not a matter of if we're going to be breached as organizations. It's, it's when and how big is that breach going to be and how impactful is that breach going to be? There's so much data. There's so many assets sitting out in all of our organizations that it's really a matter of when and how do we mitigate that impact. The organizations, when they do this estimation model, it's a percentage of how much they've spent to build up that brand or build up that equity in the brand. And then, you know, they'll use that estimation to give you a cost. So talk to your marketing department, talk to your PR department. And a really simple question to ask is, if something bad about our organization is disclosed, what is the impact going to be from a reputational standpoint, and how much will it cost us to mitigate that, either through PR, getting out there, getting the word out that we're, we're doing our best to mitigate this, and then to address the situation? There's no calculation. 
that we can do just offhand to gauge reputational damage. We are starting to have evidence based on what's happened to other organizations on the impact of those, but it's going to be wildly variable across organizations and what they do and the type of assets that they actually have. So, Terrence, if the reputational damage is one of the more common questions, the other one I hear increasingly is, how do I turn this calculation into a business case so I can help secure more budget for security? I'll stop us there and say this isn't about budget. It's about doing what's right for our business. So we already have a calculation that's going to tell us how much is this going to cost us if something bad happens. We've got a number of assets. We've got a, a cost of those assets, and we multiply those together, and that gives us our profile. So now we've got X amount of potential impact of the organization if a certain number of records are disclosed. I usually take the lump sum if I do this in an organization. So I'm always trying to figure out, okay, I know what products we probably need or what services we probably need to do as best we can to secure those assets. I've already got a budget that I have in mind, and you should have that as well. We often hear people say, I'm not a target. It's not about if you're a target or if you already have all the security stuff or if you think that you're already secure. Everybody on the Internet is a target. Devices aren't foolproof. You need multiple layers of defense. So make sure that you've got that bucket in mind of product, services, budget that you're going to need. Now I'm going to talk about how do we sell this to the business. And it, it really is selling. So you have to make sure that the business understands the risk and they understand what it's going to take to mitigate that risk and that you map it to concepts and terms that they understand. So what does the business understand? The business understands dollars. When we discuss risk models, and you can go on the Internet, you can find risk models. I'm going to give you a very simple example of a risk model. This works for any organization. You've got three different buckets. You've got a high, medium, and low bucket. Depending on your organization, those buckets might have different thresholds. The threshold is the amount of money that we think we're going to lose or is going to be impacted by something. And that something, in our case, is a security breach. And those bucket sizes, um, I'll take a bank, for example. That bucket size might be $100 million for the low end. So if it's $100 million or less in impact, that's in the low-risk bucket. If it's $250, if it's $100 million to $500 million, that's a medium-risk bucket. Banks have really big buckets for their risk models. And then if it's $500 to $1 billion, it goes in the, in the high bucket. And then any, everything above that goes in the, the high-risk bucket. So what we do is we take that calculation. So we've got our assets, we've got the cost of those assets, we multiply the two together, and we say, okay, for this type of asset, we have a potential loss of $150 million. So we've got 100 million records at uh, $1.5 each, whatever that happens to be. Okay, well, that's a low risk. Okay, well, that's not good because we've got that that data could have a huge impact to our reputation. So now you go and you get that number if you can get it, and you say, okay, well, if something bad happens, what's the PR cost? So we add that on top. So maybe that's $50 million. So we're getting close to a medium risk. What about all the other assets that we have? What if we lose different types of assets that are somewhat similar to the type of asset that we're talking about? Let's say it's PII. So PII, we you know, we have a good estimation. Let's just say $135 per record. Let's say we lose 4 million records. Okay, so now we've got a $400 million uh, loss or thereabouts. Now we're falling into that high-risk bucket. 
we can go to the business and say, okay, here's all of our calculations. Here's what we need to protect it. Your, your budget might be $20 million. It might be a very, very low amount to protect an organization of that size. And we need X, Y, and Z. And here's why we need it. And then you map it to their risk model. Every organization has a risk model. You know, it might be in their head, it might be on paper, but they've got a risk model. They say, okay, this is going to really hurt me. It's about, you know, $600 million worth of risk. It's in our high-risk bucket. We're going to prioritize that now, and we're going to make sure that we get that in the budget for either next year or now, Or and they're going to prioritize it somewhere. The key thing here is you need to educate, and I do this all the time, you need to educate your IT personnel and executives on how to communicate that risk to the business effectively. And you need to make sure that you're using the terms they understand and you're putting into quantifiable elements that they understand, which is the bottom line is everybody uses money as the bottom line. So it's what's the impact in dollars to us as an organization. So Terrence, there's so much to consider here, and I have to ask, where do you begin? Where does this assessment process start, and who needs to be involved from the outset? What you need to do, and this is this is generally under your purview, if you're in risk management or you're in the IT security organization or you're in the company security organization as a whole, you need to take an inventory of all of the things that could have a direct impact to your organization. That means that you're going to look at all of your assets. This is no different than any other organization out there if you manage a warehouse. What are the goods in my warehouse? If my warehouse burns down, what does that cost? If somebody comes in and steals a bunch of pallets, what does that cost my organization? You don't have to go into the nitty-gritty with this inventory. Get high-level numbers. Go to the, you know, you can, if you're looking at PII, and I used to work for a company that had a tremendous amount of PII, I would just go to the, uh, the people that manage the database and say, how many records are in the database right now? And tell them, okay, these are the records I'm looking for. They'll, ju- they'll do a quick count. That's going to give you a count of those assets. That's really easy. You can do that pretty simply. You also know the physical assets. How many laptops do I have out? Out of those laptops, how many people might have sensitive data? And usually it's all of the laptops. Everybody in the organization could have sensitive data on their laptop. Okay, now that I've got the inventory, I need to bucket into the different types. So I've got my physical assets, I've got my informational assets, and I've got my what I like to call intellectual property. So these are things that we've developed that it costs us time and money to do, and that might have a revenue impact in the future if it gets disclosed. You know, maybe I'm a software company, maybe my software gets leaked out to the Internet and people are downloading it for free. That has a real bottom line impact in my business. I want to make sure that I've got all of these different types of data, get an inventory of them, and then measure the value. PII or personal informational data, that we have a pretty good number there. Roughly, I would just estimate roughly about $100, $150 uh, averaged out. And then we've got our physical assets. You just do an estimation of those, make sure that, okay, I've got maybe 11,000 laptops that are out there. Of those, 10,000 might have sensitive data on them. That's my cost there. So I've got some some rough calculations there. Um, And just assume that, worst case scenario, you lose all of them. It, It won't happen that way, but let's say you lose everything. And that's the that's what we have to bring up to the board and say, this is worst case scenario. And then you've got the other things, which are our uh, intellectual property. So those are the things we've developed. We've done research and development. This cost us time to make, and it would cost us a huge amount of money if we lose it. And this is actually, it's, it's evident right now. It'll be interesting to see what the numbers turn out to be, but we've had some organizations recently lose intellectual property that's going to have a real impact to their bottom line. We don't know what that impact is yet, 
uh, but it's going to be a tangible impact their bottom line in loss of sales. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that correlation happens to be. It's going to be wildly variable per organization, so different organizations have a different cost associated with both developing that content and then releasing that content and making money off of it. But very simply, do an inventory, put them into bucket types, and then put in a value estimate on those bucket types. Terrence, I started out as devil's advocate. I want to go back to that role now for a final question. I know I'm not secure enough, but I don't have budget to hire additional headcount to manage application, data center security, my key vulnerabilities. What do you suggest? This is a question that, that comes up a lot. You know, while I'm not directly in a sales organization, I, I do run a services organization, and that comes up a lot. The customer says, you know, how do I justify this? I don't have any budget right now. I know that we need to do something, but I just don't have it. I don't have the budget. I don't have uh, the ability to get headcount. I don't have the expertise in my organization. So what do I do? What, how, do I, how do I figure this out? How do I either justify that cost to the organization and we get the money now and we, we address the situation? Or alternatively, how do I train my people up or use services that I might already have to get me where I need to be? This is the salesman job. So this is an internally, I would say the security department, information security department, we are constantly sitting between different organizations. We're getting everybody at the table and we're discussing issues across the fence. So every organization has silos. We're discussing these risks. So we have a, we have a better picture of the risk to the organization. And we generally understand that we're not in a shape where we feel comfortable with our posture, our security posture. So, again, it's not about acquiring budget. It's about getting the appropriate level of protection for the business for these different situations. We have kind of this overarching view of the organization from a information security or a cybersecurity perspective. And, again, you know, the organization needs to realize that this does not just stop at my database and the information in my database or my laptops or the information on my laptops. This now traverses, okay, what about that software that I just developed? What if it gets released out to the Internet? What's the impact of my business? You know, what if there is a piece of media that I developed and it gets released out to the Internet? What's the impact of my, my revenue stream? These are all things that, that come into play. If you have a diamond, it's worth $100 million. You don't put it in a paper bag and walk it down the street. You're going to get a big vault. You're going to get strong security systems. You're going to get guards. You're going to get whatever you need to do to put an appropriate level of protection onto that particular asset. That includes insurance, so don't don't count out insurance. Most companies have insurance for this type of thing, but it's getting much harder to get, and it's going to get much more expensive because now we have dollar signs associated with types of breaches and the information and the cost of the business. Uh, but most businesses have some sort of inf- insurance that protects them against this, um, but it's generally not enough, so I'll, I'll put that out there. It's usually not enough to help us with these high-risk items. This same methodology needs to apply to those critical business assets. So now we've got a calculation. We've got a risk profile. We can communicate it to the business and say, listen, if you don't do something, here's the potential impact. Can I have budget? Are you telling me that I can't have budget? Are you telling me that I'm not going to get enough budget, but I can have something? So if you get something, you need something. You know, you can't get extra headcount or you maybe you can't get extra devices this year but maybe you've scheduled it for next year. You know that you're not in a good security posture and you've communicated that to your board and now they're culpable for that. Something's going to happen. So we've done our job. We've, we've educated our organization. Now we need to get 
resources. And those resources could be people, it could be time, it could be additional services from organizations that we already contract with. It could be money to get extra devices. If you have good IT partners, do they have services uh, that are going to give you that level of protection for those assets? And will they manage it all for you? And can you just go and get one big number from your organization and communicate that down? You don't have the budget now, but you need to make sure that, that the organization is aware of where those gaps are. And that's really our job as security professionals is to outline the risks, outline what we need to, to do our best job at mitigating those risks, showing the, the organization the gap, and then having them make that decision on how they want to mitigate that risk. So we are partners with the business. We're explaining to them what the risk looks like in a very simple, easy-to-consume manner. So we have very simple calculations that they can understand where we came up with these numbers. We've got an inventory of our assets now. We've bucketed them into the different types of assets. We now have risk numbers associated with, with that because we have a risk model and we put it in the different buckets in the risk model. This all comes into play when you're, you know, let's not talk about budget. Let's just talk about securing the organization. This all comes into play when we go to the organization and we say, here's what we need to do to get to a better posture. We can never tell an organization, we are going to completely mitigate this risk for you. We just need to tell them, this is probably the best posture we can be in. Here's what we need to get there. Here's the risk associated with not being there. Help us to make that decision. We don't have any current budget. We've got all these partners that can potentially do these things for us, or we, we need these devices and we need some additional headcount. You know, this is what we communicate to the organization. Ultimately, they make the decision. So they're going to give us a yes or no. Generally, if you're in security and you've done auditing or you've done risk management, you push a piece of paper across and you say, okay, well, I showed you what the risk is. I'm going to need you to sign off that we're accepting that risk or that we're going to defer that risk until we can address it. But the organization is going to make that determination. They're going to give us money or they're not going to give us money. But at the end of the day, we've made them aware. We've done our job. And now it's a, it's a matter of, generally speaking, they're, they're going to give you something because they understand that this risk has a real tangible impact to the organization. Nobody wants to be culpable for that risk. You know, I would never want to be culpable for, for a giant risk to my organization. But at the end of the day, you know, your, your senior management, they're culpable. They need to make sure they understand the risk that we communicated to them in a very easy-to-consume manner and that they are doing what they need to do to address it. It might not happen this year. Maybe they say, okay, well, we don't, we just can't do it this year. We, we don't have the funds or we don't have the capability to do it, but we can do it next year and this is the time frame. So we will put it in, you know, into our risk register that we're going to address it at this time. That's what we do in cybersecurity. We make the business aware. We tell them what we need to do the best job that we can at mitigating those impacts. And then they make the determination on when and what we get to make that possible. Well, very good, Terrence. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Thank you. The topic has been data breach. What's the real cost to you and your organization? I've been speaking with Terrence O'Connor of Akamai. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.